So this man went ghost. Got kicked out. He was talking bad about Liverpool. Liverpool FC got on the horn and disconnected his internet, and he was gone. The queen and her royal army heard me. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth. But yeah, we were talking about um, something pretty interesting, and I ended up finding that book. And it was just Liverpool's performances to start the year. Is this the end of Liverpool's, you know, great run, dynasty, as you would say, you know? Um, but yeah, the theory, the it wasn't a book, but it was Pat Riley's Theory of More, it's called. <clears throat> and basically, when you start out, players want to win championships, they want to win titles, and then eventually they get that, and then their desires change, right? They want more money. We saw that with Salah. He got a big pay yep. raise. He was fighting for it for about two years. Now he's finally got it. Is he not as hungry anymore? Is it the theory of more that Pat Riley was talking about? It could be. Could it be with Van Dyke as well? You know, he's done it all. Maybe he's not as Trent. hungry. He doesn't want to give those effort. Trent, I, I I can't subscribe to that theory of more with him. I think he's just never been a great defender, and he's being more exposed. Oh, <laughs> going on. I mean, when has he been a great defender? It's, I'm not slandering the guy. I think he's a great player. No. But he's more of a wing back to me than a right back. He's never been a great defender. When has he been a good defender? Can you give me no, an I, example? I, I can't. I can't. I don't think there are uh, there are epic moments of him being able to show and display his quality on the defensive end. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I would I would subscribe to him not being a, a great defender, but I mean the accolades and look how young he is and look at all the things that he's achieved. It's just kind of more of what more do they have to prove? Yeah, but the clean sheets he was getting, was it because of Trent's no. great defending or no. was it because Van Dyke and Kanate and Joe Gomez and all those guys were playing great defense? And then, you know, Robertson on the other side was holding it down. And you know, he was allowed to attack. And then you had one of the best DMs in the world, Fabinho, who hasn't been good as well. He has not been good. I mean, I think it was more because of that. I don't think he's ever been. So I, I don't know if that's – but maybe he needs a move, you know. Mane left. Maybe Trent needs a move. You're, you're going to start to hear this narrative and excuse as an Arsenal fan with Miguel and how they're kind of going forward right now. But the City and Pool get this often. Your defenders aren't really that good defenders. It's just you guys have the ball that much more, so you guys are really more on the offensive end. Your defenders aren't really that good. That's what people have said before about attacking style. And I mean, think about kind of, and I will get into about the city game. I can't stand a tucked Kyle Walker. I listened to the shout out to the noisy neighbors podcast. I'm a big fan of what they do. And I so I completely agree to the concept that like Kyle Walker is just tucked in completely. It just messed things up and I don't want to get too far into it, but it's basically that pool and city and now Arsenal, cause they're going to be possession dominant. The ball is in, in, in our attacking half, attacking third so often. So, I mean, there's the, there's that theory. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I just, from what I'm seeing from Liverpool, I mean, did they need new blood? That's the yes. question. Did they Great need point. fresh blood? A hundred percent. Look what Great Manchester point. City did. Look what they did. Manchester City, Premier League title. Great year. Obviously didn't get to Champions League, but... They could have just kept Sterling, Jesus, Zinchenko. You smell that? <laughs> I don't. I smell that. What is it? That Champions League's coming this year. Hey, it could. It could. But, but but honestly, City, they won the, the Premier League. They beat Liverpool by a point. 
and they brought in new blood. Haaland, yeah. Alvarez, Gomez, that center back you just got. They brought Akanji. in new blood. Akanji. They brought in new blood. Something Liverpool has not done. It's the same team for the last five years. You know, yeah. Diaz is pretty new. Carvalho's pretty new. But that midfield is old, decrepit, <laughs> and you see the center backs are now falling off. Yeah. So, I mean, Napoli put it to them. Like Slap I said, them. they should be flattered by that scoreline. It should have been six or seven to one. Yeah. I mean, it it was brutal. Salah did not do a goddamn thing. Firmino, if if Liverpool was ruthless, you think Pep would have kept Firmino another year? Even as a depth option. Hell no. Hell to the yeah. no. You know, Jota's yeah. in, injured right now, so he's not playing. The, I'm sure he'll start as a striker. But you think he would have kept him as a depth option, or you think he would have got somebody else and brought somebody else in? No, you're right. Dino, Dino's case in point for us. Fernandinho was expiring. But see, this is the thing about it. We like to kind of pride ourselves in the fact that, and this is where a narrative thing comes in, where City will take the stance of, hey, we it's just we didn't renew. You know, his contract stopped. Thank you, City legend. Thank you. For, Fernandinho is a perfect case, case in point. Contract expiring. He hasn't sat down to renew. He understands the competition. Mm-hmm. Fernandinho's been there for years. So it's a peaceful, mutual compensation. I mean, you go tell uh, James Milner that he can't compete. Because, by the way, we said that to him years ago. It's time to move on. And he went on the Liverpool to do his thing. My He's man just straight up played volleyball in the box while he was defending against Napoli for that first penalty. Dude just slapped the ball with his hand. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Um, But yeah, it was, it was brutal. And you know, Ken, if if we're talking in three weeks and Liverpool's firing, they win their next couple matches and they look like Liverpool again. Would I be surprised? No, but I'm starting to lean that other way where they didn't bring in the fresh blood. They needed a new makeup. Not that they needed Mm -hmm. to change their whole team, but they might have needed two more new midfielders. Another new uh, striker, which they got with Nunez, but doesn't look like a fit yet. You know, he got suspended, so he hasn't been able to integrate too well. But yeah, I'm I'm starting to think, hey, they didn't do enough. Bring in a new center back. Bring in a new left back. Robertson, you know, is getting old as well. And that's something that City does. They're constantly bringing in fresh blood to compete. And that, that keeps you on your toes, you know? Yeah. Now now fucking, you know, people have to play better. Rodrigo has to keep playing good. He's the best DM in Premier League, but Virgil van Dijk was the best center back in Premier League. But mm-hmm. he's not really worried about his position. Rodrigo now, Calvin Phillips is there. They just brought him in. Calvin yeah. Phillips can play DM. You slip up, Rodrigo, guess what? You're going to the bench. Comp. You're benched. You're done. Yeah. So so, so I'm, I'm looking at the schedule right now and I'm looking at what Liverpool got in front of them. OK, just for the rest of the month, Wolves on upcoming this Saturday. Tough matchup. Tough matchup. Let me tell you why. Yep. Wolves midfield is very, very good. Ruben Neves, uh, Motinho, all those guys in that midfield. Very good midfield. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Uh, Tuesday, Ajax, Champions League. Ajax are looking fucking good. We can get into them later, but was that last... yeah, it was nasty. Uh, the the Mexican Alvarez was slotting it in. Uh, Nerez looked good, and he just got to him. I mean that that team looks like they're running. 
Um, so Ajax on Tuesday, and then the last game of the weekend for for, uh, for the month for Chelsea or for Liverpool is Chelsea. With a that's going to be that, a, that new yeah. coach bump, right? Yeah, Harry Potter's going to be there. He's bringing the freaking. Uh, he's gonna. They're going to be playing Quidditch all over fucking Anfield. All of Hogwarts will be at that fucking game. Professor Snape's going to show up and do some of the dark arts. Um, but yeah, no, that's a tough, tough. And it, I mean, yeah, if the game's played this weekend, because with the Queen's death, they might cancel. And I'll yeah. keep refreshing uh, to see if we get any news tonight. But it looks like it's going to be announced tomorrow, which is, to me, that's a ridiculous decision. With the World Cup, there's already uh, a ridiculous uh, fix your congestion. You're just going to make it worse. I understand. I understand, you know, she was a the queen for seven years she's not in a position of power okay she's not so let's get these games going because you're going to really put yourself in a freaking real hole and yeah i'm being selfish because arsenal has a very thin squad (laughs) so i don't need any more uh i don't need any more fix your congestion i don't so let's play these games this weekend and my girlfriend's away this weekend so what am i going to do my plan was to sit at home and watch premier league all weekend so yeah I'm being extremely selfish. Sorry. Here, 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 here. <laughs> Fucking royal family. Be so yeah. damn selfish. But um, so yeah, I mean, Liverpool got ripped up by Napoli. So mm-hmm. yeah, what we're gonna do is just move on to the big six teams. Let's, yeah. let's, let's go to uh, another Champions League match. Let's go to Chelsea because that's the big. That's the big, big story of the week. We didn't even mention it. We went about twenty minutes without mentioning mentioning Tommy Tuchel. Rest in peace. Peace. Wait, wow. did you just kill him? <laughs> nah, no, no, no. Rest in peace from the Premier League right now. He'll be back. I'm sure he'll get a job pretty quickly. But wow. Would he take the Brighton job tomorrow? Fair swap real quick? No, no, no. He'll get something bigger. You know how yeah, these want something, bigger. something will free up. Some big job will free up. Some big club's not going to like their results, and they're going to know Tommy Tuchel's out there. And mm-hmm. he can, you know, he could – Get your Champions League this year if you're ruthless. You're, you're, you know, we dropped a couple results in the group stage. Uh, we're going to advance to the next round, but it's not good enough. Let's bring in Tuchel. I mean, he got Chelsea the Champions League doing that same exact fucking thing. So, um, but yeah, shocking, shocking, shocking. And where we can start with Chelsea is at that Saturday result against West Ham, where it was one of the worst VAR decisions I've seen in a while. Just a completely atrocious. Uh, they end up winning 2-1, but it should have been a draw, hands down. Yep. Mendy completely got bailed out, jumps out of his his six-yard box, goes for the ball, doesn't get it, and then flops like he was shot by a fucking sniper rifle in the shoulder. I feared for his arm. He could have killed him. <laughs> they needed to amputate, they said. He's going to come out with a prosthetic arm on uh, Saturday or Sunday, whenever they play. Immediate mold upon contact. Arm is useless now. Contaminated. Wait, wait, wait. Let's get a moment of silence for Queen Elizabeth and Mendy's arm. And Mendy's arm. Shout out. Shout out for. Moment of silence. Being fucking rude, dude. Jeez. (laughs) Mendy's arm. Come on. Come on. Moment of silence for Mendy's arm and Queen Elizabeth. Play taps with. (laughs) There's that. (laughs) Play taps with the slide whistle. (laughs) <laughs> no it, it was ridiculous I, I i think you watched the game i think we were texting about it right yeah yeah, yeah. it was definitely absurd you know 
there's an argument right now with VAR is how bad it is and how inconsistent. We kind of joked about it going into the weekend with how they kind of had the first games. We thought Arsenal United were going to have those moments just based on how the Saturday games were. It was pretty crazy to see the fixtures and see all of it happening all throughout, almost like there was some sort of agenda. I don't know. I'm not going to go that far. What I will say in regards to that game was I definitely felt if they watched it live time at Mendy, definitely over-exaggerated 100%. Should have been a draw. Um, I felt like West Ham deserved that. It's tough for West Ham right now, especially as a fan of them, thinking I also put them in my top six. There's that. Yeah, Yeah, I did put them. So just just as as an update, we the results were 2-1. I had a 2-2 draw predicted. I went from getting three points on this fucking game to zero because of that fucking call. So there's that. I'm kind of pissed now that I'm looking at it. Uh, Spoiler alert, you won the week. You had five points. I had one point. Um, I was shit. (laughs) The only game I got right was City. (laughs) You You got that game correct. Yeah, and shout out to you. Uh, Yeah, no, no, no. I called uh, 3-1 City win. And it was a 1-1 draw. Actually, holy shit. So I get zero points for that. Your boy ended with a goose egg. Wait, what happened? 3-1 is what I predicted, a city win. Oh, wait, you get a, a zero point for that. There needs wait, to be a wait, recount. Wait. I remember, don't forget we did prop bets as well. We did yeah, over-under we um, over red uh, amount of cards in the Merseyside Derby. How did we do on that? Because we kind of talked about yeah. it. Let's, we were let's look at that. We were how many that goals? Many. How many goals did Holland have? Uh, one under. It was, one, one it was you. Got the under. The under. Yeah. So there's an extra point for you. Or what do we say? Is that one or three points? One, one. We're just giving okay. one on the. There's an extra point. I'll put that on for you. I had the over. Fucking moron this week. And then. Over under six and a half card. I had yeah, you had the over. Year. I had the under. So you got a point. That's where you got your point. Yeah. So there's my point. <laughs> that was a terrible week, dude. One point, and you got saved by a prop bet. Yeah. You got nail on the head. Uh, Wolves South Southampton. It ended exactly how you predicted. One zero Wolves. Yeah. I uh, mean, you- I think that was an easy one to predict. You predicted Brentford correct. Brentford won five to two. What a fucking game that was. I didn't predict that correct, did I? You predict not the whole game, but you predicted Brentford to win. You got two oh, yeah. O Brentford. I, I, there's no way I called five two. No, no, absolutely. I would have fucking called for scandal. Um <laughs> and then draw that that West Ham game, Chelsea. We talked about that. Uh yeah, that was it. You got the pool game wrong, Fulham wrong, so did I. All of these games we were wrong. So it was a pretty shit week on both ends, but you got uh nail on the head, bullseye. I think if we can do a bullseye a week, that's pretty impressive. Like not only to call the game correct, but to get the exact score, that's pretty dope. I want to get two a week. We got to strive for better. Jesus. You trying <laughs> you trying to get a a, a gambling uh a sponsorship? Yes, absolutely. DraftKings. Holla. Shout out to yeah, DraftKings. Holla at your boy. Well, yeah. So, a disgraceful decision. I mean, they were they were poor once again. Chelsea, uh, no. the goal their their first goal with uh, Chilwell. I mean, Fabianski. What the hell was he doing? I don't know. Oh, but a terrible second half. <laughs> oh Why did he God. jump out like that? 
And there were like 10 minutes before that play happened. You text me like, oh, my God, he just fucking let another one in. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I was a little bit before it. And as I'm typing, what are you talking about? It's happening right in front of me. And I started to backtrack like this fucking moron. He wanted to just give that fucking ball. Yeah, he might have been in on the fix. But um, (laughs) that was awful. And then Havertz, you know. I think the dude's garbage, but it was a good yeah. finish by him. That was a good second goal. That one was well earned. That first one was a Fabianzi fucking disaster class. Yeah. But um, yeah, just I mean, VAR absolutely terrible this weekend. I mean, really, you have to do better, Premier League. Have to do better. I mean, I don't know what they're looking at. It's, don't it's understand. To the point where it's a it's a mockery of the game. I mean, VAR was brought into assist the game, make it better, get better calls. It's doing the complete opposite. Yeah. So if you do take the weekend games off, how about you take the weekend and figure the shit out? Have a conversation. Fucking get everybody in there and figure the Mm -hmm. shit out. Because I've had enough. There's too much money on the line. There's too much fucking, there's too much on the line with these games. That that one point for West Ham could could be a huge difference at the end of the season. Oh yeah! Now they got nothing, you know. The we see it every year, you know. Liverpool and Man City. What did that come down to? One point. Uh-huh. Fourth and fifth between Tottenham and Arsenal. Two points. I mean, it comes yeah. down. It's it's it comes down to small small margins at the end of the day, and you're costing teams money. You know, yeah, suppose facts. suppose it's West Ham that you know ends up in fifth and they're a point off Champions League. Or, or they're tied on, on, on points, but it's goal differential. And that point would have met top four for them. That's, that's life-changing money for West Ham getting in the yeah. Champions League. It's life-changing for 100%. their club. That puts them 100%. on a whole different planet. I mean, it's just it's, – it's getting to the point where it's hard to watch. And, yeah. and every time your team scores a goal, you can't celebrate anymore. Nope. You're nervous as shit. Now you're just looking at the ref. You're waiting. You're just waiting. It doesn't, nothing pops off from a celebration until I see the kickoff. When the other team gets the ball, and even then, even then, I'm like, fuck yeah, like we just scored or whatever. But then I'm like, here they come. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about kickoff glitch like there is in FIFA. I'm like, you know, here, here, here it comes. So I, I just, there's no consistency. There's not a structure. If it's out there, I need to maybe do some more research and read on what they're trying to do. But I like the concept of even having, an acknowledgement of an agenda. So it's okay. I used to have refs come to me before a big game, before a big conference game as a coach and a player. And they would come to me and be like, Hey, straight up. We're telling you right now, we're calling this shit tight. Both of you guys are physical. I mean, we're nothing against any of y'all, but the moment we get to see a hand check in this first quarter, it's popping off. We're get, we're get, we're calling it. And as a coach and as a player, you appreciate that. Cause you're like, you know what? You kept it a buck with me. No problem. I understand from the jump. I get it. So we'll go back and that, right? You say, hey, what? he just told me they're gonna call it tight. So no stupid shit. Exactly. Exactly. And it's okay. You the game, the refs want to have control of the game from the jump. It makes sense. It truly makes sense. So but 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 VAR's a disaster. That's gonna be a continuing theme that we're gonna have on this pod. And I don't know. I mean, what, what are you gonna do about it? I you hope know? it's not. I hope it's fixed. I really do. Oh yeah. It's like I said, there's such small margins in this game. To get it wrong so yeah. consistently, it's yeah. just ridiculous. 
It's in re- fairness, it's important to know. I don't want to cut you off. It's important to know that they have done this new system that they implemented in the Champions League, <laughs> and I think maybe in Europa, where they're going to have this line, and it's almost like a shield that goes up this wall, and apparently it's going to show like the slightest bit off. So I don't know if that's going to help. But again, let, let's say that that becomes applicable. Yeah, good. It did. It did, for sure. But even if that's applicable to what we do moving forward, it still doesn't justify the West Ham and Chelsea situation with the goalie and the and look going back and looking at it. So I don't know. There there still needs to be some sort of proper structure as to when he gets talked to. We'll talk about it in the United Arsenal game because I know you're not ducking the smoke, but I just think we went back and looked at things when there wasn't a reason to go back and look at things. That's the problem that I have from the jump. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we'll talk about that later. But mm-hmm. um, And then midweek, Tuesday game, Dynamo Zagreb comes in and just smashes Chelsea. Yep. Smashes them. They really dominated that game. Defensively, it was a masterclass. Hit them on the counter. And Chelsea dominates possession and doesn't get a lot of shots off. They really don't. They don't create many chances at all. It was a great, great game from Dynamo. And that is the game that ended Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea career. And I was still shocked because I've even said it on the podcast, Tuchel's going to be gone. He's going to be gone. But I think it's kind of ridiculous for him to be gone. They just they just gave the guy <laughs> $250 million in transfers of his own yeah. to recruit. And yeah. you're, gonna, you're not even going to give him a month, two months. If it's a month later and you got like no points on the board, a point on the board, and you're yeah, going to sure. fall out of the Champions League, but the transfer window just ended a week ago. You just brought in Aubameyang because Tuchel wanted him. You brought in Kukurella. You brought in Kolobali. You brought in Fafana because Tuchel wanted him. And you mm-hmm. give him two games after the transfer window? <laughs> and it's, already- it's a bit of a joke. And and Bowley, they're already sending out the slander. I don't know if you saw this. I'm trying to pull up the article. But they're already slandering Tuchel. And this Bowley guy is a fucking snake. You can already tell. I can't find it right now, but it was basically to the to the one in the USA. Oh, here it is, here it is. The athletic. Tuchel did not initiate a single conversation with one first team player at Chelsea for more than a year, offering them no guidance on how they can get back into his team. Boldly described Tuchel as a nightmare to work with to a league you, executive and more. Are you ready for this slander? I'll give you one that came off. The, yeah, really? no, pretty wild. Pretty wild. Let me give you. And this tells you what happens on both sides. I can pull it up. I'm, and I'm going to kind of uh, paraphrase, but I can pull it up if you need me to. There was another report that came out that when Boley and Tuchel sat down initially for the first time, Boley presented when they, when they presented a depth chart in regards to how they were going to work the structure and how they were going to look at what players and they presented it to Tuchel. They presented it with a four back formation. When Tuchel asked why he presented it in a four back formation, Boley basically said, this is how we're going to play. So there, there's that. There, there's that kind of dialogue and, and rumors out there. So I think I heard that as well. But yeah, I mean, pretty wild. strange, strange. And, and it makes no fucking sense. So you call the guy horrendous to work for, mm-hmm. horrendous to work with for the past year, yet you give him $250 million. <laughs> make it make sense, please. Yeah. And I'm all for piling on Bowley and Chelsea. I hate that fucking club. But let's call a spade a spade here. This is yep. this is ridiculous, and I feel bad for Tuchel 
because he didn't deserve that. I mean, and to get the slander on the way out the door, the man won a Champions League. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, he shit house his way to that Champions League, but a trophy's a trophy. He brought in a fucking trophy. And and yeah. come on, man. That's that's ridiculous. I, I hate the shit that they these clubs do. If you don't want him there, or you think the last couple games, or he's not getting the message across, that's fine. It's your decision yeah. at the end of the day. It's your club. But to fucking put out these little stories mm-hmm. that don't add up, like I said, if I thought somebody was horrendous, I wouldn't fucking buy them a taco with Taco Bell. Let alone yeah. give them two hundred fifty million dollars. <laughs> There's a bit of a price difference in the fucking I mean, Taco Bell. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And you look like no, a doesn't. fucking idiot, Todd Bowley. You really do. And 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 just to add to the drama, Bowley rumored to want really want Ronaldo. Really, really wanted yes. to proceed. Was ready to go with that. Tuchel was just like, no. I think that's the cold hard truth. Right. Tuchel, Tuchel didn't want to proceed with bringing that type of star with the wages and it wouldn't structure. So they settled on Aubameyang. It's not like Bowley didn't work with you, Tuchel. He gave, he, could you imagine, could you imagine? And this speaks to the American backwardsness. You want someone, you don't say you don't get what you want and you concede to the manager only to ma- fire the manager days after the window in which you could have done what you truly wanted. Like how sporadic and emotional is this decision for you that you're going to do this i don't have the history you know a little bit more about what this fuck did here in america with other sports clubs i can't speak to what he's done done well okay he he is not any of my teams so i don't know i don't know him personally and how he's fucking my shit up so i just know that's bullshit that 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 doesn't actually make sense so i don't know what, what what do you do from here? Also, I'll say this just to kind of end this on the Tuchel note. Uh, spoiler alert: it's it's Thursday, September eighth, two thousand twenty-two. He's going to be the manager for Real Madrid after Ancelotti re- retires. Reti- he's already come out and said he's retiring next. I think he'll do a temporary spot. I don't think Zuzu goes back. Is that Look, your hot take of the week. Uh, it's going to be a year from now before we get paid off on that. If you think about it, but we know this as a fact that job is having a vacancy. There's no question. Ancelotti's already come out and said, this is my last year. So therefore, I'm just lining up hot contenders. Right now, flavor of the week's Tuchel. He looks like he got hoed. Madrid's probably go ahead and be an option. Rudiger's probably said, yeah, I'd work. I'd play for him under again. Why not? If you're Aston Villa, do you mm. throw the bag at him? The owner's got money over there. You I say, think too. Hey, what were you making at Chelsea? We'll double that. No doubt. I don't. I like. I like the 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 courageousness and the balls from Villa to think that they can try to get them. But let's be real. The answer is going to be. It does. It does. But you, to justify those wages, you're going to need a. You're going to need a top six. You're going to need Europa or that conf, conf, uh, conf, uh, conference, whatever champ cup to bring money in. You don't think you can get them that? I, I don't know. They have a good do they team. Play? They're going to have to go to a three-back formation. They're going to have to really kind of do things differently. They're going to have to be willing to kind of spend, which they already are. But And here's the other thing that I think Tuchel's like a Neymar or Ronaldo in the mindset. You don't have Champions League guaranteed for me? Like, yeah, but, but really? Listen, the guy's been with PSG. He's been with, he's been with Chelsea. Champions mm-hmm. League. 
He's gotten thrown out of both teams. Mbappe didn't want him. You're out. Chelsea. What happened at Dortmund? Do you remember what occurred at Dortmund? Because I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember, but I don't think it ended well as well. But um, PSG, Mbappe, get out of here. Chelsea, Champions League, a year later, get out of here. Couple, uh, run a bad form, get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You know, Aston Villa goes and goes, hey, we're here. We're going to give you a five-year contract. Whatever you were making on Chelsea, we're going to give you this much more. Yeah. We're spending a lot of money here. We're not getting the results we want. We have good players. We have good players here. Danny Ings. We have um, Kamara. We have a bunch of good players here. Emmy Martinez in goal. Louise for another another couple months. We have Leon Bailey. We have a good team, and we're going to invest more. This year, you come in. You don't have to worry about Europe. All you have to do is get us into the that conference league spot. We want to get into that conference league spot, seventh place. I think you could do that with this team. And <laughs> we're going to give you this much more money. And then after that, we're going to continue to fund you, fund you. They have money those owners, and they've been they've been dying to get in that top 6. This that would this would be their move. And this and would be their Tuchel, move. And if you're Tuchel, you say, "Man, look at these clubs I've been with. I've been with these high ego pain in the ass clubs." And they, they've thrown me out the door. They've no. thrown me out the door. Aston Villa is coming to me with this proposal. They're going to invest in me. And they know that I can get them conference. And I'm Thomas Tuchel. I get Champions League in my sleep. I mean, he got, mm-hmm. it, he got it with that Chelsea squad last year easily. There was, no, there, was no, there was no challenge for that third spot until the end. But even then, it was barely a challenge. You're Tuchel. Hey, might be, might be a decent proposal. Brian, that's sexy if you think that can happen. That that's that's flashy. I don't I wouldn't put it past them to at least try to make the offer. I don't know. I think a lot of a, the, the determining factor could be this. He got fired. What gets paid to him and owed to him? We know that Chelsea paid 21 million out of contract for Brighton to get Potter over. So we yep. know that number to be true. What did Tuchel get paid out, if any? And if he did, I think he's going to he's going to sit back and relax. Remember, he is dating a girl now because he just recently got married or uh, got divorced like a year or two ago. So he's actually like got himself like a hot little girlfriend on the side that he's kind of really like doing his thing with. So I don't know if he just got a fat check to get fired. I think he might go do his thing for a little bit and wait on somebody. Or maybe the fire's ready and he wants to take Villa to the top. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just like completely just fabricated theory in my head, but I just keep thinking of Villa because they're they're going nowhere with CBG. I, I can't yeah. believe I cannot for the life of me believe <laughs> Thomas Tuchel got sacked yeah. before yeah. Steven Gerrard, before yeah. Frank Lampard, and before yeah. Brendan Rodgers, before yeah. all three of those knuckleheads. And you've I, been on the firing thing for a while. You've been sniffing that out. You've been detective. You've been straight up detective Matthew with it. Like you've been straight up on your shit with somebody's getting the fucking can. And it was the, you'd listed this guy, but I think if you were to list him, I think Tuchel would be on the bottom bottom part. Of course, of course. For me, it was more of bantering Chelsea, which I love to do. Um, Thanks, but like, I, yeah, I can't believe it. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just thinking because Villa, I keep seeing them, and we'll we'll, we'll pivot to that Villa Man City game in their Champions League game next. But um, I keep seeing them; they they're dying to get in the top six. They invest money, like if you're Villa. You have to sit back and say, this is our chance to get a top, top manager. This is it. This is, no, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. 
This is a guy who can get us in the big leagues. Oh, yeah. You, you go into a matchup with Thomas Tuchel, Aston Villa, versus Eric Ten Hag, or even versus Mikel Arteta. Tuchel's the better manager, if we're being real. He is. Mm-hmm. He can get in that conversation. So if you're He's Villa, got the resume. You're you're Villa you might get turned down. But if you want to play ball, you got to take some gambles. I think this is the time to take that gamble. Because for me, there was a lot of talk, Pochettino for Villa maybe. Tuchel's, Tuchel's clear Pochettino, in my opinion. Yeah, but I think Pochettino's been a little bit more selective. He's been very careful as to what he does next. Yeah, and he might be sitting waiting. They, we'll, we'll see. It'll, it'll definitely be interesting because people are definitely – Tuchel's definitely on everybody's radar. So, anyway, yeah. Aston Villa, we were talking about them. We're going to talk about the big six. Aston Villa, Man City, you, you motherfuckers kind of played a part. And Steven yeah. Gerrard getting a fucking an extra week. Yeah. You guys kind of played a part. What, what did you think? Go ahead. Well, I was just about to say, for someone who wants Stevie G fired so fucking bad, he did just get himself a, a couple more days with, with the performance of of that team and uh, the defensive work. Um, I think it's more about what City didn't do, which is finish. Major chances. I think we had 13 shots on goal. I think four missed of total really t- chances, only executing one of them. Um, yeah, my concern is the holding midfield thing with Kyle Walker. I'm really fucking mad about it. I think it's a tale of two coins in regards to how we played. This was the bad side. This next side with Sevilla, the way we played, I fucking loved it. The lineup, the setup, the movement, everything was right the way it was. With the Villa game, Leon Bailey with a stroke of brilliance, one good time. Good player. I I, I I know this is going to sound so bad. I love the amount of effort he's given our team and our club, and I think he's not going anywhere for the foreseeable future. And the resume and the accolades are there, and he's got the personal accolades. But fucking hell, man, I expect more sometimes from Ederson. It was one fucking shot, man. One fucking shot. It was a moment of brilliance. I, I just I get disappointed. I think it's going to be sometimes some of those games where and it could be different this year. Some of the games with in the Champions League with Madrid come out where they hit like back to back goals. And I'm like, yo, that first one, you didn't even move, bro. You didn't even move like oh. it's it's a bit it's a bit for me sometimes. I don't know. Overall, City lacked finishing ability. Um, I thought we could have had it and it's all right. It's OK. Pep says it's okay for now, so I confide in my guy, but I could have expected more, honestly. I was disappointed. So you blame the finishing of Man City for not getting it done, but then you're also saying Ederson. You So you want to upgrade Ederson? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't think there's an upgrade in Ederson. That's I think overall, in a, Ederson's there's class. not. He is. Yeah, he is. And I think it's mainly because of what do we typically say about Ederson when we say he's class, his passing ability, his ability to come out. He's a very active, you know, he, he gets out there. Shades of Emmanuel Newark. He's a shot-stopper, too. Yeah, he is. I mean, I'm just disappointed that Leon Bailey can have that moment. Leon Bailey is a good player. Give him his props. I should. I should. And and maybe we'll see more of him. Maybe he could be a little young player this year that kind of produces. What is he again? Jamaican? Yeah, he played for the Jamaican national team. He's a good player, man. I'm telling you. Leon Bailey's a guy that I would want rotation with Saka. I would take Leon Bailey all day. I think that's a good player. I think you player. can fucking do so I much think, better. No. 
but it's it's you have to look at the price and for what you can do. Like you can't bring in like it's going to be tough right now to bring in another sixty. Mil- they went for Rafinha to rotate with Saka, which I like the ambition, but ultimately it didn't work. But for me, Bailey's a, a good right winger, nice nice player, and I think with with Marquinhos better manager, would like to have a word with a better <laughs> manager. I think Leon Bailey goes up another level because I like what I see from him. The guy's got raw, raw talent that if you're just watching him, you're going, man, that's a player. Now, the numbers aren't there to support it, but sometimes the numbers are due to other factors. And I'm telling you, it's that Steven Gerrard tax. The dude is not a good manager. I don't know what the hell their tactics are. So I was was, was shocked to see you guys draw. I mean, Villa is so poor. So poor, and I Bailey had goals at Livingston, so you're right. He's you're a good right. player. I'm telling you, that guy is good. And if they get like a, a, a I don't even know if a Tuchel, but if they get a better manager in there, you might see that guy go up. <laughs> Tuchel don't fucking do shit with strikers or fucking yeah, forwards. Exactly. That guy <laughs> might go up another level and then get a move to like a big club. I really yeah. like him, Bailey. But yeah, it was um, man, it was disappointing for Man City, but you know they're gonna drop points here and there. You're going to drop points, and it is what it is. Champions League game on Wednesday or Tuesday, and we'll talk about that against Sevilla because uh, I didn't really pay attention to that game. I, fa- I saw Sevilla play Arsenal in preseason, and they were terrible. So I figured that was going to be a gimme. I was, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. That they played in the preseason. 6 nothing. Arsenal. Holy shit, really? Yeah, they were bad. They were poor. So I wasn't really like – I wasn't like into that game. I was like, yeah. Holland's going to score and it's probably going to be a 3-4-0 game. So what happened in that uh, Champions League game? Because I didn't keep my eye on it. We started what I think could be a Champions League final start. Sergio Gomez at left back. Right back, Jao Cancelo. He, Pep is infatuated with this with this pinching of the left or the right back to stick him in midfield like a CDM and go three in the back. And we talked last week about the three in back that you guys went to. Do what? Inverted fullbacks. Yeah, that inverted fullback. And just basically, I don't like it with Kyle Walker. I, I just don't like it at all. And with Jao Cancelo, I fucking absolutely love it. If I My mouth waters like I'm seeing steak on the grill when I see Jao Cancelo in that fucking position. It's incredible. And so we had some of that action. We had Phil Foden out wide. Loved it. We had Holland obviously doing what the Nordic Meat Shield does. He is inevitable. Um, Kevin feeding him looked beautiful. Uh, Calvin Phillips got some minutes towards the end. Love to fucking see that. And he was actually doing a couple dimes where I was like, okay, he gets the movement because for a, from a from a Phillips, do what? He's a good player. Yeah, yeah, big big fan of his. Big fan of his. Um, I think he's going to be exactly what Rodri needs, even though Rodri right now is just an outstanding element cornerstone. If I'm filling out the the, the roster and I'm going the starting 11, uh, I think Rodri's definitively, he's a top three name I'm putting. He might be one or two. Right now, obviously, I'd go Holland, Kevin, and then Rodri. Um, but Agree with that. Yeah, I, I love, love the lineup. Love Sergio Gomez playing. Um, it was more of the freestyle, free movement that that was younger Pep days. So the Champions League game was very refreshing going into this weekend, potentially. And who's in your group? You got Ajax next? We got Dortmund. We got Dortmund next week. Um, yeah, I know. And I think 
It's at the Etihad. Oh, no. Liverpool has Ajax. Yeah, Liverpool's got okay. Ajax. Yeah, I think he'll be all right with Dortmund. Um, Jude Bellingham. Baller. But, yeah, uh-huh. I, I don't know. I think that's a – I think you guys will get through the group pretty easily. It might drop it's some at the Etihad. But, yeah, I mean – it was a good good performance to bounce back from that 1-1 draw. And then, you know, if the game stand this weekend, and we'll talk about this later, but Tottenham this weekend, for me, as an Arsenal fan, I want to see some payback. They took six points off you guys last year. From two different managers. From two different managers. And one was Nuno. <laughs> Nuno Esperito. <laughs> Fucking and- bum. Terrible manager. I don't know how they got three off you. But, yeah, man. It was just that was that was just ridiculous, and I I hope I hope if the game stand that you guys can take three off them pretty easily. It's at the Etihad, so no. But we'll talk about that later. We'll move on now. Arsenal, Man United, Sunday, very very disappointing result for me. Um, I don't think we even played that bad, but. First 20 minutes, we get that Martinelli goal, and I was screaming my head off. And like I said, immediately after I was shouting and yelling and, you know, fuck you, Man United, I was like, they're going to call this back. Because I saw, I saw like, contact at the halfway yard, and then I saw the ref, you know, touching his ear. I'm going to talk to VAR. And I'm like, with the way this weekend has already gone with all the bullshit VAR, this is 100% coming back. Yep. In real time. And this is the problem with the call. Was it a foul? Probably. But it wasn't called a foul on the field. Yeah. And Paul he had Tierney, clear view. This this asshole, Paul Tierney, yep. was right there. He saw it in real time, and he didn't deem it enough to call a foul. Absurd. The ball is one. It's a 50-50 ball. Erickson's not doing a great job of keeping possession. They're fighting for the ball. I the keep, touch was heavy, for I, sure. I keep hearing, yeah, touch was heavy. He was off balance. And it was a little bit of a, I know I'm going to get this call, so I'm going to flop a little bit. Did Odegaard push him? For sure. But this is this is the Premier League. I keep hearing the Premier League. This isn't a farmer's league. This is the most physical league in the, in the, in the world. What are you talking about? This is physical. It was a little shove. Those things are supposed to happen. 20 years ago, you wouldn't even consider that to be a foul. Wouldn't even be in the question. He saw it in real time. He didn't deem it a foul. Then there's a beautiful through ball by Saka. Then Martinelli runs and puts in the ball in the right side of the net. Goal. A lot more happened after that foul. If you didn't call it a foul, why are we going all the way back to to before midfield to review it? VAR is not to ref the game. It is not to ref the game. The ref was right fucking there. Yep. And these are human refs, right? This isn't a robot. The robot didn't have a malfunction and missed the call. The referee saw it. He didn't deem it a foul. Now VAR is going to go review it. Something that happened 15, 20 seconds before the goal. Yep. He's going to go review it. And now he's going to slow it down in slow motion where it's going to look worse. He's going to slow it down. And now he's going to say it's a foul. That's Reminder, he saw it in real time. He saw it. It wasn't like he was blockaded. It wasn't like he didn't have access. He saw it in real time and said, keep it moving. It's a 50-50 call in real time. 
to it's just absurd. and he gave it to Arsenal. And Arsenal, like I said, Saka put through a good through ball, and Martinelli finished it. Now, I'm not going to say we won or lost the game because of that, but that is just it's a it's a total game changer. Absolutely. You play the game completely different. Any fucking moron who says, "Well, if you scored that, then Man United still wins 3 to 2." That's not so, how it fucking works. It's at all. A goal at all. on the road in Old Trafford and make it one nothing. It's a completely different game. And if you're saying it's it's we Man United still wins 3-2, then you don't understand the game at all, my friend. None. It's a completely different tempo after that. Arsenal gets the open goal. So, yeah. like, like I said, I'm not saying that's why we lost, but I'm just sick and tired of the inconsistency with VAR. In the Tottenham-Chelsea game, there was a foul. Kai Havertz was fouled in the same fucking way. Right around midfield, Tottenham went down and they scored a goal. VAR reviewed it and gave Tottenham the goal. The inconsistency is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And like I said, VAR is not supposed to ref the game. It's not. Other than that, I mean, for me, Arsenal should have won that game. That game should have been over by halftime. Yeah. They missed a lot of chances, and our finishing is poor. It's poor. We need to get more ruthless in front of the goal. Anybody play well for you that you thought from Arsenal's, from your perspective, you're like, okay, I, I got a good performance out of him. I mean, I don't want to make this game about the refs. I do feel like ultimately you it. the other important factor is there should have been a pen later on with Harry Maguire, who instantly when he came on got a yellow. Um, I think he definitely had a foul um, on Eddie mm-hmm. uh, in the box. I, I don't see how that wasn't called. But I really, I'm disappointed because to a certain level of you, I've been accurate with United. I know I, th- I think it's a little crazy that you're going to put them in top four, but a game like this, based on your predictions, is a fucking game that United end up winning because yeah. they're they're yeah they're getting calls, but it's about momentum and 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 shifting of of how the game of just goes with the runs and honestly it's so horrible i can make a strong argument that if that martinelli goal counts arsenal are up at halftime two nil because united press so much more and the second one comes Mm. i mean it's just i don't know man i'm really disappointed with it honestly mainly because i think united are starting to hit a hit a track until today in the fucking europa league you little bitch Love to see it. Yeah. So it's definitely a different game. And, you know, we got hit on the counter. We were poor on the counter. Really poor. I want to see Tommy Asu back. Ben White, it, you're uh, not supposed to play. You're not supposed to play further back than the, 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 the center backs. That Erickson <laughs> goal. No, not the, the second Rashford goal. He was playing behind the center backs. He played Rashford onside. Yeah. Totally played him on side. Terrible mistake. I want to see Tamiyasu back in as right back. And then, yeah, Gabriel was fucking awful. You talked yeah. about who played good. Gabriel was gambling all day long. I'm a big yeah. fan of him, but this season he's been shaky. I thought he'd be more secure with Saliba back there because Saliba was once again good. But he's been more erratic. He's been gambling more. He needs to get his head straight because, yeah, he hasn't looked good back there at all. He made a lot of gambles, and they did not pay off. 
the first goal was totally his fault. Totally his fault. He comes out and gambles, slides at Bruno way up the pitch, and then gets caught off guard. Zinchenko has to come cheat over, and then Anthony, who did nothing the whole game, and now we're now we're talking about him as if you know he was fucking prime Mohamed Salah. <laughs> yeah, I he know. gets an easy goal because Zinchenko has to gamble and come in because Gabriel completely fucking whiffed it. And then yeah, I mean, I was impressed by Gabriel Jesus as always, but he needs to shoot more. He probably had one or two shots. He needs to shoot more. He's a little too deep sometimes, and he, he does great in the build-up play, but he needs to get in the box and get off shots more. He cannot be another Lacazette where he's playing deep the whole fucking game. He can't be. I thought Saka was pretty good, and um, finally. And then, yeah, Martinelli was, was class again. Class, class, class. Odegaard, yeah. mm, iffy. Xhaka, I thought our midfield was poor. Sambi Lakanga, I knew that was going to happen. He was pretty bad. You know, I knew as soon as we put him in a in a in a high leverage situation, the cracks were going to show. And he's young, and we can't we can't we can't win unless Partey comes back. He's so essential to what we do. He plays that deep lying midfielder role. He scoops yeah. up everything, and he 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 keeps it moving. He grabs a ball, pushes it forward. Grabs a ball, pushes it forward. He's essential to what we do. So, yeah, it was disappointing. We got hit on the counter. Like I said, but it wasn't a terrible performance from Arsenal. I think if a couple things go differently, it's a whole different ball game. But credit to Man United. They got the result, and they were clinical in their finishing, and we weren't. <laughs> they had five opportunities. They put three of them in the fucking back of the net. Yeah. Ball game right there. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was tough to take because Marcus Rashford, I, I left some of that game uh, afterwards. I'm thinking – is Marcus Rashford going to get himself going again? I mean, I'm just thinking in my head, man, what? Not what I needed as a United fan um, or as, as a City fan. As a United hater, you mean? Yeah, as a United hater. So it was it was tough, man. It was tough. Uh, I hope they don't start to get the flow of things. Um, at, at, well, their momentum with, stopped today. Yeah, for sure. But also, how great would have had... Douglas Louise would have been able available for you all to slide him in instead of zombie, right before sure. the fucking deadline. Sure. I mean, that's why you get a guy like that to start in a big game like that. For sure, hundred percent. Yeah, that would have been a nice pickup, but you know, Aston Villa did not want to sell him. They wanted a high price. I wouldn't have paid forty million for him. He's he's on a year left of his contract. You pay forty million for a year left on his contract for a guy like Jesus, not for Douglas Louise. I'm sorry. That's an overpay, overpay, overpay. And we're not a club like Chelsea where the owners are going to just stupidly spend money. So, yeah, you can't, you just can't do that. You can't. And it would have been nice to have him, but ultimately we didn't get him. So, no. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. We can talk about Manchester United's game today against Sociedad, Europa League. One nothing, Real Sociedad. Uh, yeah, they started Ronaldo in this game. Champions League, Ronaldo, came into the Europa League and put up a stinker. Did absolutely nothing. The guy's officially washed. The guy is officially washed. <laughs> and I'm going to say it, Casemiro today did not look good. Yeah. Did not look good at all. Yeah. I'd have to look up the match ratings for it, but David Silva get, uh, 
getting the the, the pen. Um, they capitalize, score it. I mean, City haunting United. Love it. Yep, it was a questionable penalty. Be, to be fair, but I yep. love when decisions go against United because they usually get every fucking call. So I fucking love it. And do you have anything to say to our first guest that it's going to be on in a couple weeks? Oh, I got plenty to say to that first guest. One hundred percent. I'm looking forward to every opportunity to just shit on his club and just bring the epic his conversations car. up up front. <laughs> I mean, let's just get it out there. The club's been ran in shambles. I'm ready to talk assets. I'm ready to talk finances. I'm ready to talk investments. I mean, one hundred percent. Anything from a United perspective, I welcome the conversation. That club has been ran like shit for the last 10, 15 years, similar to the fucking New York Yankees. Yeah, I have the game on in the corner. But, yeah, it was just, I mean, Man U was poor today. Like I said, questionable penalty, but how does it feel to get a questionable penalty called against you, Man United? Now you fucking know what it feels like, you fucking bums. But, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, one nothing loss. Not a good way to start off your Europa campaign at all. I'm sure nope. we'll see them. In the knockout stages, let's not get it twisted. Their next few games should be pretty easy. I don't even know who's in their group, but yeah, I mean, home game against Sociedad, you expect to be three points top of the group, but nah, didn't happen. Didn't happen. It's Old Trafford. It's Old Trafford. It's got. It's what do they call that? Fucking. It's it's everything it's supposed to be. It's got majesty. It's got it's got everything that they want. You got to win those games. You, someone comes into Old Trafford for fucking European ball. You're winning three nil, right? United. That's what you do. Fuck out of here. You got slapped. You couldn't even fucking score at home. You got slapped. You got slapped. running around ragged to do nothing. Casemiro looking like a chubby Brazilian. Let's talk about that. Casemiro looked like shambles today. He was yeah, awful. You, awful. He took you guys to the fucking watershed and took all your fucking money. Eighty you million. Just paid hundred million. Eighty million dollars. Four hundred k a week. What? Yeah. For this guy. For this yeah, guy. I, it's pretty, what's it's the bad. fridges DM? Go ahead and do that. You're better off with that than Casemiro. They're yeah. They're shit. They're shit. I'm looking at the lineup that Sociedad put out. I mean. Fucking hell. Omar Sadiq? Like, we're really yeah, having that conversation right now? <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, United. Whatever. Tale of two fucking sides, man. They are ass. Sometimes okay at other times. What the fuck? Am I frozen on your end? I yeah, you're frozen. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Maybe this thing got disconnected. But anyway, I'll keep no, talking. Hear you, we're good over here. But, um, other Europa League talk, Arsenal 2-1 against Zurich today. Um, honestly, boring, not great performance, but we got the three points, unlike United. Suck it, bitches. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, we got the three points, unlike United, and I was happy about that. And uh, really, the only thing I want to talk about is Marquinhos, the right winger from Brazil, from the favelas of Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> Marquinhos looked really, really good today. He really did. Did you watch any of the I'm, game? Did you see the highlights or what? I watched a little bit of the highlights, but I'm looking at your starting lineup right now and how the formation was. Did you guys really line up with a three back? I mean, what we do is we we do 
we do a back four, right? But uh-huh. Tierney or Zinchenko, they play that inverted Pep kind of style, right? Yeah. Where they're pushing up as deep lying midfielders or midfielders when we're in attack. And then usually after that, Tamiyasu, Ben White will tuck back as kind of like that third center back. So, I mean, the, I think we started on a normal for, formation and then we kind of did that. But yeah, yeah, Tierney, he was in there. He's kind of worrying me. I mean, the guy's always injured and it kind of looks like the injuries are catching up to him because he looked like the tin man out there and he needed some oil. <laughs> really fucking stiff. Jesus. Really fucking stiff. No homo. But yeah, uh, wasn't wasn't too pleased with his play. But let's talk about Marquinhos. Young, young man out of Brazil. I think he's like 19 still. And he was class. I mean, he yeah. was super raw. And we knew he was going to be super raw. But I was happy to see him in the Europa League finally. And he was awesome. A goal and assist in his debut. Now, obviously, Zurich will not be the best of competition he will ever face. He will face better competition. But in your debut to get a beautiful, beautiful finish, a beautiful goal, and a great assist. I mean, he was whipping in crosses. He probably should have had two assists. His crosses look really, really solid from that right wing. And what I really liked about him is every time he got the ball, he was willing to like run at the defender, run at the fullback. And I love yeah. that. Too many times when Nicolas Pepe on the right, he's so hesitant. He's doing that fucking Jaden Sancho dance. You know, yeah. he's trying Bullshit. to like trick them. And that shit doesn't work in the Premier League. So no. I really liked what I saw. And we need a right winger. I've been preaching for it. We need a soccer mm-hmm. backup at right wing. And I hope we see uh, Marquinhos get some Premier League time. Dude, he, what, you couldn't have asked for a better fucking first appearance. I mean, fucking hell. It was, it was pretty impressive to see just the speed. Obviously, he's got such an emotional connection, right? I mean, you speak to like how incredible that first goal was for him. I mean, he settled into the match well. It's European competition, and it was no big deal for him. I mean, that's on that's road, incredible. On the road, the fans at Zurich were they were pretty lively. So you know, it, it, obviously, you know, going into Old Trafford away and going into the Etihad away and stuff like that is going to be more challenging. So let's see how he does there. But he's earned his time. He's completely earned his time. You know, he's earned that 30-minute cameo. And I hope if we play at Everton this weekend, he gets that because he's deserved it. And Saka does not need to be playing 90 minutes week in and week out. He's done that for us because we've had a really weak squad the last couple of years. Now we have a stronger squad. Let's see Marquinhos. Bring him in. Let's see what he does in the Premier League. Goal and assist? He should start the weekend for fuck's sake. What more do you need to do to get a fucking start, man? Give it to the kid. I wouldn't go that far. We need to ride. Jesus. Saka is still the starter. But I forgot you're playing Real Madrid this weekend. Oh, wait. It's fucking Everton. Come on. You know, you know, Saka's going to start, though. But, you know, if that game is, if that game is 2 0, 50th minute, maybe you take him off at that 55th minute, Saka, and give Mm -hmm. him, you know, 35 minutes. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the Prem. I really am. So, yeah. yeah, I think we covered all the games, right? Liverpool, Man U. Oh, no. The, sh- the shit club from fucking North London. The other shit club. Tottenham. Oh, God. Over the weekend, beat Fulham 2-1. And then during the week, beat – who did they play in the Champions League? Oh, Marseille. Beat Marseille, French club, 
2-0, Richarlison with the brace. Yeah, I mean, what is there to say about them? Boring, boring football, as usual, but getting wins, man. It's it's really annoying, and I hope that game continues on Saturday because I really want to see you guys beat the brakes off them. Are you feeling confident going into that game or what? Uh, shout out Miguel Andujar. Um, but yeah, I, I am feeling confident for one main reason, and that's because Sun is playing like shit. But if you know anything about how City have been playing against Tottenham, you've already kind of made large notes to it. They've been kicking our ass and taking points from us. And I think we're going to, I'm hoping for a win. I'm really, my, my heart wants a win. My mind tells me we're going to ink out a draw. I don't know yeah, if we're going to do the podcast if you drop points to these idiots again. The last thing I want to <laughs> hear is Tottenham is the only unbeaten team in the Premier League. Oh, Antonio yeah, What a mastermind. All these That's fucking what they will say. just sucking off Tottenham's terrorist-style football where they're horrible. 10 behind the ball and just trying to counter you all day. Just disgusting, disgusting football. But – they're getting the results, and yeah, they're a tough matchup for anybody. I don't feel confident playing them. You don't feel confident playing them. So no. I guess that speaks to it, and we have to give a little credit there. But yeah, it is what it is. So let's go over these. Um, let's go over these other results in the Premier League over the weekend, and then we'll we'll pivot to the weekend, uh, week seven, which may or may not happen, but we'll put our <laughs> our picks in the books. So go ahead. Go out the week. All right. Uh, so on Saturday, Derby zero zero. Yeah. We had you already talked about the Tottenham Fulham game two one Spurs. We had Nottingham Forest versus Bournemouth. Yeah, but say Three what we said. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So Everton Liverpool. We had two one pool is what you predicted. I predicted three one pool zero zero draw. Uh, Tottenham and Fulham. You had a 1-0 Fulham win. I had a 3-2 Fulham win. Spurs knuckled out and fucking got a bullshit-ass dub. Forrest versus Bournemouth. Forrest wins 1-0 is what you thought. 1-1 draw is what I thought. 3-2 fucking thriller. We said that was going to be not even worth talking about. We talked about it 10 seconds last week, and it turned out to be a great game. Bournemouth down 2-0 as well. So uh, what... Great comeback for them on the road as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a nice fucking three points. And, you know, we're all shitting on Burnmouth, but they have picked up points. <laughs> so yeah. props to them for looking terrible, but yeah. still picking up points. I mean, yeah, you don't got the balls to pick them versus Brighton next week. Uh, I might. Harry <laughs> Potter is no longer there. So it's true. That's true. Yeah, but Chassard's still there. <laughs> the rest of that team's still there. And then uh, what was the dude? Uh, McAllister, I think it was. He yeah, hit out. an absolute yeah, hit an absolute fucking rocket that got called back. I think yep. yeah, that VAR fucking bitch. Yeah. So Chelsea West Ham one one draw is what you thought. Two two draw is what I thought. Two two draws what it fucking should have been. Two one fucking Chelsea. The fucking rodents of VAR fucking get that bullshit. Um. Bright Brentford versus Leeds 2-0 Brentford is what you thought. You thought more in line to what the world was actually or what it ended up becoming. 2-1 Leeds is what I thought. 5-2 Brentford. I'm a fucking moron. Why Brighton. did I even think? Brighton. Dude. Do what? 
Oh no, Brentford. You're right. You're right. Yeah, five. Two. I was looking at Brighton too. That was another five two. But yeah, Brentford. Ivan Tony with the hat trick. Yeah, he balled. That was ridiculous too. Because what's his name? Marsh got thrown out on a red card for some bullshit. Like the fourth yeah. official heard him say something, and they red carded him and tossed him. I mean, the officiating is just so so poor. But yeah, Brentford, tough team to play at home. We have them not this weekend, but next weekend. On the road, so that's going to be a tough one for Arsenal. Uh, Newcastle, 0-0. What do we pick there? Newcastle was 3-2 to you, is what you thought, and then I thought 2-0 Newcastle. 0-0. Yeah, there was another another bad VAR call on that against Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they got the win, but they did not. Uh, Villa, Man City, we already covered that, and then Brighton, 5-2 over Leicester. That was impressive. Yeah, slapping. How the hell is Brendan Rodgers still still in a job? They gotta they gotta be in 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 cahoots about look, it's a rebuild, and maybe Brent Rodgers renegotiated a salary uh, uh, decrease just because they're going through and they're selling a lot. There's gotta there's gotta be some sort of plan that they agreed to. Obviously, they're better cahoots in chemistry than fucking Tuchel was with Chelsea. So I don't know. Yeah. To get slapped two, to get slapped five two, mm-hmm. at Brentford. I mean, after all the bad results they've had recently, I, I'm still shocked that he's still around. But it is what it is. And then Wolves Southampton. I think we said that one already, but it was one nothing Wolves. Yeah, one nothing Wolves. You called that right on the dot too. By the way, you predicted one nil Wolves. I predicted one nil Southampton. Um, we talked. That was all of them, right? That yeah. was all of them. So let's move on to this weekend. Like we said, we don't know when this is going to be played. Yep. So, I mean, if, if if it's not played, they'll be rescheduled, and we'll probably have to redo the picks, but we're going to still do them this week. Um, where is it at? All right. Week 7 Premier League gets kicked off Saturday, 7.30. Fulham at home against Chelsea. Harry Potter coming into <laughs> – is that a West London derby? Is is Fulham in West London? I don't know. It's in London. I, I don't are. know where. Are they? Yeah, I think they are. I think that's a West London derby. I think it's two West London teams. I can look that up. But what are your thoughts about this? Is Harry Potter going to put three up, or is he going to you know come in and drop points at at, uh, at Fulham? I'm curious as to what the lineup is going to be. And there's one name that I'm going to have to look out for to see if he gets a start based on if Potter comes in and says, I want to do things a little differently, or he's going to say, you know what? Tuchel's a great manager. Let's just run with what he's starting. It's a little too early for me to pick the lineup, so I'm just going to pick the same team that just came out. Christian Pulisic. That name, if he's starting, oh, he's already implemented his own shit, and he's trying to go ahead and send a message kind of thing. You know Fofana's starting because that's his boy. So there's that. But Wait, why is that his boy? For he's already come out and said that he publicly that he rates Fofana that that bright that Chelsea making a move for Fofana he was asked because uh, Brighton were very active uh, their owner I believe came out on Talk Sport and started to openly talk about the negotiations apparently Liverpool made a move for Calcedo towards the end and they said something in regards to the the offer that they made wouldn't even get his boots like it was a joke so they've been pretty active in talking about what they've been doing he came out and said that he rates Fofana so. I would say Christian Pulisic in the starting lineup would indicate to me what's going on. 
I think Chelsea boys are up for it because they're trying to prove a spot again. Everyone's assholes got tight now that Tuchel's out. Everyone wants to show out. Everyone wants to play well. I got a 2-1 win to to uh, Chelsea. Yeah, I think it'll be the new manager bounce. I think they'll perform. They're probably all embarrassed about going to Croatia and losing to Dynamo <laughs> and getting their boy Tuchel sacked. I saw Raheem Sterling, who just got to Chelsea three weeks ago, was putting up tributes to, to, to Thomas Tuchel as if he yeah. passed away. That was mm-hmm. strange. Because you know that's been his favorite manager, and he's been working with Tuchel for quite some time. Right? I mean, come on, Brian, it's unfair. You know, a long time. Let's yeah, be fair to Raheem. Sorry, Raheem. Yeah. Um, I'm going two, two zero Chelsea. Hmm. Next one, Brighton at Burnmouth. New manager for Brighton going into Burnmouth, who we've been shitting on, but have two wins and a draw. So. Uh, not doing that that terrible. They are kind of somewhat picking up results compared to other other teams. So, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Brighton don't even know who their interim manager is. They're gonna drop points here. What's going on? Bournemouth feeling last week. Brighton been good all year. Something's got to change up here. I'm going two two draw. It's gonna be a good game though. I think this one's gonna be a little bit of a dicer. Yeah. I think Brighton is going to they, – they have the Graham Potter, the Harry Potter system down pat. They're going to come and play well. Yep. And I think they're going to still sneak a 2-1 win over Burnmouth. I think they'll start dropping points after this weekend. I'm taking Brighton 2-1. Next game, the loser goes home match of the week. Oh, Leicester City. Versus Aston Villa at the King Power. Wow, this is the this is a great matchup. Losing the fucking toilet bowl. Yeah, the toilet bowl. El Sacaco. El Sacaco. <laughs> One of them's getting fucking fired. It has to. It, if <laughs> a one-one draw would save him. <sighs> that would be so disappointing. I want. It would be. I want something freaking. I want something for sure, like definite. I want to. I'm, I'm going here. I think Villa is going to win. I think Leicester is in big, 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 big trouble, and I <laughs> think they have to fight. It's not going to be my hot take of the week because it's too easy, and we can't just keep doing this. But I think Villa is going to win. I think it's going to be a three-one win for Villa. Leicester is just going to be shambles once again, and uh, yeah, I'm going three-one Villa. El Sacco. Fucking hell. I'm going just because I do have Villa winning. I think Villa won it. I think CVG coming off of the draw last week, they've showed enough. I'm going I'm going one nothing Villa. Oof. It's going to be fucking boring. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Uh next one, Liverpool Wolves at Anfield. Like I said, I'm interested in this matchup. Liverpool's weak spot, midfield. Wolves' weak spot, they can't fucking score a goal. <laughs> so what's going to give here? Is the midfield going to overrun Liverpool? Probably. But is it going to result in goals? I'm not so sure. I have to think Liverpool's going to respond here. I have to. If they don't respond this weekend, then, yeah, we could be talking about, you know, the end of the Liverpool dynasty, the end of the Liverpool run. 
That's fucking crazy. We could be talking about it. You know, I I think Salah gets a goal here. I think it's going to be a one nothing win, a chippy chippy game. It's going to be a game where we're going in halftime thinking, man, is Liverpool done? And they're going to respond. They're going to get a late goal. Wolves are going to Wolves are going to dominate for large periods here. They're going to go into Anfield and control the game, but they're not going to be able to finish like usual. Diego Costa not going to be able to do anything there. But yeah, they're going to go in and it's going to be it's going to be a tough hard-fought game, but I think Liverpool won nothing here. I got 3-2 pool. I got Liverpool coming back and trying to make a statement. Last time Liverpool tried to make a statement, they fucking put up a nine spot, didn't they? So yeah. I think they're going to come out and try to do that. I think you really sold me on the Wolves midfield really dominating this game. I think yeah. we're going to see some creativity, some free-spirited play, knowing that we're in Anfield and we don't give a fuck. They're expected to put a 10 spot on us, so let's go out here and see what we can do. And that's where I think teams like Wolves really kind of show brilliance and underdogs in those types of moments. So I got I got 3-2, but I got a brace from Neto. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Two goals from Neto. I mean, yep. I'd like to see a shootout like that. I just, I don't, I don't think it's going to be one, but it is what it is. We'll see who's right next week. Even if there's games, hopefully there is. Southampton, yeah. Brentford out Southampton. What you got there? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I mean, I don't get excited about these fuckers until they really show me something towards like you're fucking competing. Like I got to sweat about you. Fucking Brentford are going to win two nil. Um, and I got Tony scoring. Yeah, I think Tony's going to score, but I think Southampton's going to edge this one out. I think Brentford's a really, really good team at home. But I think, you know, Southampton is probably going to do enough to get the win or at least get the draw. I'm really not sure if I want to no. go 2-1 Southampton or 2-2 draw. Um, Tony will definitely score. That is definitely going to happen. Um, I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw here. Southampton's going to get a point out of this. Nice. That's your first draw of the week. You've picked winners, straight-up winners in all the other games. That's it. That's it. Um, we'll save this one for last, even though it's next, but this is the big game of the weekend. We'll save it for last. Okay. Uh, Arsenal-Everton, Sunday, 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's your boys. Give it Give it a go. Um. Yeah, I'm really concerned about the finishing. It is a home game, however, and I, I think we'll keep Everton out of the net. Not really worried about their attack. Daka sometimes worries me. He has good games against us. Um, but I think I think it'll be a comfortable win for us. I think it's going to be a 2-0 Arsenal win. Uh, Gordon sc- scoring. It's going to be 3-1. And I think... I want a clean sheet. I, I would love it, but I, this is my theory about the clean sheets. I think you guys are struggling on the counter a little bit more right now because you guys are so ball dominant. You guys are getting so creative. So creative. I think the attacking is going to – I mean, that, that much attacking prowess, it's going to open you up. I think you give up a late goal. You're going to be pretty pissed about it, and all is well because you guys are going to be bitching about that. But at the end of the day, you got the dub. Yeah, and Pickford's out for this game. Pickford picked up some kind of injury, so – He's out for this game. I still think we'll only get two. I hope we get four. That'd be nice. Yeah. I hope we get I'm getting two. up for this game if they play it. And I'm just I'm telling you right now, with that being the case, I'm so happy I don't have to see his fucking ass bitching the whole damn time. <laughs> you hate that shit. West Ham, Newcastle. Good game. 
at uh, at West Ham. So uh, this is yeah, this is a really good game. And and for as much as we're talking about Newcastle, they only have one win on the season, and West Ham only have one win. I picked Newcastle to go. I think I picked them top six or or right outside of top six, and I think you put them in the top six. Correct. Uh, yes, I did put Newcastle in the top six. So you have um, West Ham in fifth and Newcastle in sixth, and they're both sitting here with one win. Newcastle has seven points. They've picked up a lot of draws, so they're, they're, doing, they're doing that. West Ham has four points. So what gives? This is more, this is more of a you know, prediction for you here. I think Newcastle are going to win the game. I think West Ham can be afforded a little bit more time. It's it's at Newcastle, is that right? No, at West Ham. At West Ham. London, playing in London. Um, all right. Fuck. Nothing gives. I'm going 1-1 draw. <sighs> Another fucking... West Ham, no. uh, Newcastle is going to start the season off with five draws. Um, I, I, I don't want to see a draw. I think this is going to be a good game. I actually think there's going to be some goals scored. Fabianski was just awful, and he hasn't impressed me in the goal. So I think he'll give up some goals. I think this is going to be like a three. West Ham has to start picking up points. So I think they're going to win here. Okay. I think it's going to be a, a three-two West Ham win. Okay. Crystal Palace, man, United. At this is a doozy. At this. this is a good game. Yep, I'm looking yep. forward to this one. I I can tell you right now, this is the game that I think there's going to be a banger amount of goals, and they're coming from fucking Crystal Palace. I got a four-one win to Crystal Palace. <laughs> yeah, I mean the theory is Man United do not like to be countered. Vieira is going to go into that game, mm-hmm. probably soak up the Man United pressure, let mm-hmm. them come on to him. And probably try to counter with Eze and Zaha like they usually do, you know? Mm-hmm. Or will they take it to him? It's going to be interesting how Vieira wants to play this. I think his tactics are good. So we'll know within the first 20 minutes. Um, They're rested. I think, I think Man United will respond after the Sevilla loss, but I don't think they're going to win. I think Selhurst, like I said, such a tough place to go. And, you know, as much as I, I think Man United's getting better and getting there, I think this is going to be their first draw of the season. I got this being an a awesome 2-2 match. I think I think Man United's going to nick a late goal to get a draw here. I think it's going to be 2-1. And, you know, unfortunately, Palace has problems closing out games and that they'll have the same problem here. It's going to be a 2-2. 2-2 draw. Okay. Forest versus Leeds. Um... Leeds. Leeds with a bounce back, even though Northern Force need a bounce back. I got Leeds prevailing, and I got it going two to one to the American way. Yeah, I think he'll be suspended for this match because he got a red card. So, but oh, I think you know Ellen Road Monday night is a Monday night game. Ellen Road's gonna be it's gonna be a party atmosphere. The fans are gonna be up for it, and Force just hasn't looked good at all. I mean. We were talking about Burnmouth being the worst of the promoted teams. It's looking like it's Forest right now. They're just not looking good at all. They have yeah. no, no clinical finishing at all. And yeah, I think they will be able to get this done. Leeds will win three to two, two to one. Sorry, three to one. 
Three to one. Got it. And the game of the week. The game of the week. The game of the week. Manchester City at the Etihad against the Tottenham Hotspurs. 4-0-2. Each team has four wins. Each team has no losses. Each team has two draws. Something's got to give. What's going on here? Uh, my heart wants a wants a, a city win. My mind tells me Tottenham are going to get it from us because they have. I am going with my heart, and it's going to be a fucking reckoning and a reality for a team that has been coasting all fucking year that play a negative style of ball and don't deserve results when they try to just sit back and let you do your thing. I think city are going to be clinical. I think city are going to decide that this is it. I think it's going to be known afterwards after we smack the fucking shit out of them. Pep is going to come out and say it. This one meant a little bit more because of the fact that they've beaten us in so many games and so many times more recently, they've been the same team we've started against the same opener the last two years in a row and we got slapped so i'm going four to two city four to two city okay i cannot pick tottenham here something has to give i would think pep probably remembers those two losses from last year to have tottenham do the double off of you pep guardiola as good as he is when you're when you're when you're as great and when you're somebody great you don't you lose sleep over moments that you wouldn't think you would you know you don't think that they 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 won the premier league why would pep lose sleep about those 6 points he dropped i guarantee you he's waiting he's looking for revenge mm-hmm. all summer yeah. 16 he's looking for his revenge throwback he's looking for his revenge pep is going to put on a masterclass he knows what tottenham's going to do and I'm tired of these teams that know you know what Tottenham is going to do. They're going to sit back and try to counter. That's all they're going to do. Pep is going to finally end the stubbornness and show up and put on a tactical masterclass against Tottenham, and they're going to put it to him. It's going to be 3-2-0. Holy shit. Manchester City. God, I prefer that. I prefer that to be the case. I'm giving two because I'm just thinking Kane, Son gets on the board. Son loves to fucking play us on a counter. Fucking, he becomes Shaq. fucking prime messy when he sees City on the counter. It's ridiculous. And here's my hot take of the week. Richarlison right. is going to get a red card. Oh, That's my hot take of the one. week. Richarlison is feeling himself after the, the brace this, this week. He's feeling himself. Conte is going to start him again over Kulusevsky which he's been doing the last two games. And and Rich Arlison is going to make him regret that. He's going to come in here with his bullshit attitude, and he's going to get a red card. And this is going to be down to 10 men within the first 40 minutes. So by the 40th minute, Rich Arlison is going to get carded. It's going to be one one nothing city at that point, and then they're going to roll on and get two more goals as you know Conte puts 10 men in the box with uh, with his, his disadvantage. But, yeah, that's what it is, and that's my call. And that's my hot take of the week. And we didn't do a prop bet. So here's the prop bet for the week. After a despicable, despicable performance from VAR last week, where there was probably five calls that were ruined by VAR, the over-under, will VAR make three game-changing calls this week that are incorrect? 
Three incorrect game-changing calls this week. Over, under, three. Actually, over, under, two and a half. Okay. You going I'll over or you going under? That's the prop out of the week. Two and a half. Queen just died. We want to make people happy. United winning would do that. Liverpool winning would do that. I'm going over. I smell what you're stepping in. I'm also got a prop bet for you in regards to the red. I think we should do red. Obviously, I'd take the under. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I would imagine you'd have to at this point. Um, this is my prediction. I get the first pick on the next prop bet that you come up with. Fair. I think Romero is going to get a red. Hmm. That's a, that's a good call. That's a good call. And if you want, we should do the amount of cards in that game because I think it's going to be chippy. Romero, Argentinian, um, same as Alvarez. Brazilians on the Tottenham squad that speak Portuguese, but we have Portuguese players that speak Portuguese. Brazilians and Portuguese, they get they get the yapping. There's a problem. I think there's going to be issues in this game. Will there be more than a thousand Portuguese words set in this game? <laughs> Over under a thousand. I mean, that's fucking too easy. That everyone should take the over in that. Jesus, Brazilians speak Portuguese too, so that's the, the numbers are fucked. Let's do this. Uh, the, except we'll we'll go away from the cards. Let's do this. And since I'm spinning it around on you, you could take the first pick again. Will the coaches be carded? Will any of the coaching oh, staff be shit. carded? And it's not just Conte and Pep, but we saw Conte and Tuchel and the coaching staffs go at it. In, in Chelsea versus Tottenham. This is at Manchester City. Will they go at it? Will there be a card for the coaches? Mm, so we can do it, three. We'll do coaches. Will they get a card? Yes or no. And then we'll do overall amount of cards. And you can put that number. I don't think the coaches will get carded. So you're saying no on that? I'll, I'll yeah. take yes. That's another prop bet for a point. And then here's... What what are you setting the number at? And I'll do the first pick. All right. All so this is total cards, no matter yellow or red, right? Mm-hmm. All right. The total cards I'm gonna say, including coaches. Four and a half. I have to take the over. Because if, if Richarlison's gonna get a red and I also have the prop bet that the coaches will get cards, then you're right on the cusp of that already, right? So yeah, going that, to that's I have to take the over on that. So you're having like a like a like another Chelsea Tottenham explosion where we're having to break shit up and there's going to be cards going both ways. I think so. Could happen. Wow. I think it's going to be I would love it. Like I said, I think I think Pep is the type of coach where he's, you know, he he wants his revenge on this. It's a home game. He wants to stick it to Conte. Maybe he's good friends with Tuchel. Maybe he wants to get some friend friendly <laughs> revenge on one of his good brethrens. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Episode four. That was episode four. We're moving along. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So yeah, let's let's pray we have games this weekend. Um, I really hope we have games. I'm looking forward to these games. I mean, I'm looking at that we look over the Premier League fixture list that we just went over. But Fulham versus Chelsea. That's a fun game. El Sacco, that's a fun game. Liverpool Wolves, I'm looking forward to that. 
City Spurs, West Ham, Newcastle, Arsenal, of course, because that's my team, and then Palace United at Selhurst. I mean, it's a good fixture list. So I, I pray. Mm-hmm. I pray. And I think the Queen, who is a gooner, rest in peace, the late Queen Elizabeth, would want the games to be played this weekend. I really do think that. I'm not just saying that just because I'm being a selfish prick that wants to watch Premier League this weekend. I no, honestly you're right. think she would want them to be played. So She legit would. She legit would want the games to be played. Absolutely. And like like I said, just with the World Cup coming up, when are they going to reschedule these games? It's going to be a fucking mess. And then you have to like – you have to keep another week open just in case something else happens, you know, something yeah. else happens and you have to reschedule. So I, I, I hope the games are played. I really do. We're uh, talking about going into the first week of now double fixtures of mid of midweek fixtures. And, it's and it's just started. Yeah. It's not the time to have cancellations with everything being tight as it is. So absolutely. Unless they want to just flat out say there's not a Carabao cup this year. <laughs> like Seriously. just knock out a cup unless i mean you can't you, you can't know just they do that because of money no yeah absolutely see that's the other thing that m- money yeah these 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 tv deals these games need to go out so yeah not, not much flexuation and flexibility no 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 and yeah that's it anything else you gonna watch this yankee game tonight i'm gonna fucking try to watch i want to watch some american football i'm kind of excited for oh, the yeah. season to start oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go Let's uh let's end this because it's eight ten and the game's gonna start soon. So good call yeah. on that. I'll have the Yankees on the laptop and I will put the football game on the big screen. So to the Americans listening, go Giants, go Yankees, and fuck you if you ain't with them. I agree, and that's it. That's how we'll end it. We're out. Premier League pep talk. Premier pep talk. Fuck, I butchered the name. Episode four. Boom. Peace, bitches. Peace.